If you're looking for a spiritual therapist, I know the perfect person for you. Her name is Kay. You can book her at www.tsftherapy.com. You are listening to the Savannah Talk Podcast with Kay and Shanice. Now kick off your stilettos and let's talk. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Stiletto Talk Podcast, where we explore healing questions from our good sis around the world. I am Kay, your host. And I am the wife of the host. <laughs> that is also a host as well. <laughs> I'm Shanice, you guys. So the question that we are going to explore today, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before we get into this, thank you for all your love and support, all the questions that we've explored last season and this season. So if you're a new listener, welcome to the crew. Welcome to the sisterhood. We're so happy to have you here. Now let's get into this healing. The question that we are exploring today is how do you develop a relationship with your parents as an adult? Hmm, That's a good one. How do you develop a relationship with your parents as an adult, you just continue it from childhood. <laughs> That's really tough. I feel like, you know, as an adult, it, it's always that tricky game because when you get older, your parents still see you as like that child, even though, you know, you're an adult. And a lot of times it's easy for us in our mind to shift to, you know, being treated like an adult, talking to our parents like adult to adult. But sometimes parents struggle with that. They're still in that mindset of like, I know best, you do what I say. And trying to have a true, authentic adult relationship is po- impossible almost for some people. So that also then makes it challenging for the younger people growing up into adulthood. Because at what point do you start trusting yourself? And, you know, like, what? when do you set your boundaries with your parents and think that this is enough? Like oh, you know, she needs she need to make sure you save X amount of money or go grocery shopping today. And it's like, but I have Uber Eats, though. Right. <laughs> right. I really do feel like that's a, this is a good question because I don't think people consciously think about it. They just naturally go through this normal transition. I don't like to use the word normal, but a very natural uh, transition of whenever you are becoming an adult and having that adult-like conversation and adult-like relationship with your parents. Because I know people like through therapy and then through like personal life where they've never had that relationship. So they're like 35 plus still getting checked on, you know, getting checked by their parents or they're still hiding things from their parents because they don't have that that relationship with them it's still like that parent-child relationship well that's uh, i can see how that can happen and you know it's going to you're going to have to have some type of separation because when somebody starts changing anything nobody likes change right especially if you're the one causing it other person's receiving it mm-hmm. and so usually though if you think about it it's the child changing their ways and setting up for themselves more and having to check their parents. And I feel like a lot of people, if you are, you know, you don't want your family or parents to, well, you don't want to let them down and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause that's just the role that you always do as a child. Then I can see how that's going to be hard. But then it's like, at what point do you put yourself first yeah. to make you happy versus them? That part 
you like when do you put yourself first because I think sometimes our parents they don't release that expectation that you're supposed to be doing what they want you to do and living out the life that they dreamed of you to have before you were even born and I feel like you know it's really sad when I see people in that tough spot of you know I want to do this thing but I'm still at 30 plus years old worried about how it will impact my parents. Yeah, I can definitely say for me, one of the biggest things was like coming out to like my mom about my lifestyle. And, you know, the first few times I felt like I had replayed this multiple times with my mom. It's like she didn't want to hear me, but it's like, you know, at first it was like, okay, you know, I guess I can talk to men. I've done it before. Like, right. this makes you happy. I can deal with it too. Well, like, maybe I can make it work. Yeah. I don't look that bad. I don't look that bad. Like the fact that you were willing though. I was. I would have done it if I, like, because I just love my mom and I want her to be happy and I want her to be proud. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's, like, my best friend. So it's, like, of course, like, it doesn't kill me. I don't, like, I didn't, like, hate it then as an adult now. It's, like, (laughs) that was never going to work. Exactly. (laughs) And I think it's the part that we struggle with is that it's that wanting to please our parents, still make them happy, that we're willing to bend our lives in order to do that, depending on the relationship you have with your parents. And I feel like it's unfortunate because a lot of people miss out on life because they don't do things because they want to do exactly what their parents want them to do. But I think that it's a responsibility of a parent. And I'm trying to put this in my mind now as I'm nearing the days of becoming a parent is that it's not your child's responsibility to live out your dream. It's their responsibility to live out theirs. And it could look completely different than what you had conjured up in your mind of what you wanted their life to look like when they were in the womb. And I feel like even when coming out, I'm pretty sure when your mom had you, she didn't have the expectation of or had the thought of you being gay. She probably had the thoughts of you being in dresses and pageants and doing all the things, the most girliest occupation. Yeah, my mom gets so excited when she gets to dress up our dog. (laughs) (laughs) In dresses, right? In dresses. Yeah, I do feel like when it comes to... I personally had to have, like, this This question really resonated with me a lot because I really did have to develop a relationship with my parents as an adult because I just felt like it was just so damaged as a child that I had to actually, like, get to know them as adult as an adult. But it's still, like, an estranged relationship because I feel like, you know, it's got to go both ways. Like, it can't be the expectation of you're my child, you just need to do all the things for me. I feel like I'm just in this energy where – no matter the relationship, parents or not, I need reciprocity. You need to match it. Like, I can't be doing, breaking my neck doing all these things and you can't even call and say, how are you doing? Or you don't know my favorite color. Or you don't even know that I'm plant-based and that I don't eat meat. So every time I come to your house. Yeah, fried chicken. Right. It's <laughs> like, you know, to me, if that was like a friendship, I probably would leave that friendship because that's not reciprocal equal uh, equal, uh yeah reciprocated yeah so i feel like it is important that you do because that parent disappointment oh some of us have made some 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 decisions to avoid parent disappointment that look they have on their face when they're just like utterly disappointed yeah i just am thinking about how hard it is to i feel like it's almost like you you're really gonna have to you changing whenever it is change I feel like, at least from my experience, there is going to become a rift or a disconnect. And it's like, you're going to have to, like, I feel like I had to set my own boundaries. I started pulling away from my mom. And it's like, she realized that if I kept pulling away, then she wasn't going to be part of my life. So she was either going to deal with it or she wasn't. And that's not saying that that I was forcing her to change. But it's like, there's only so much I can do to live my life in a way that you want, that your expectations. Like, I'd rather 
go somewhere else where I don't have expectations and I can just be myself. I don't have to worry about these new people that I'm meeting. This is who I am and they're either going to like it or not. Where yeah. it's, it's harder to get that if you already have people that, like if you grew up in your hometown, lived there your whole life, people already have a pre-expectation of you. But if you move somewhere new, you're brand new and seeing who you are for today versus who you were five years ago. Mm-hmm. And they don't see that growth and development. And that's the same yeah. with your parents. You Absolutely. want them to see who you are today, not as a five-year-old child. Not child, or not that child that they created this whole life of how it was going to begin and end before you were even born. We were born with so many labels and so many expectations of ourselves before we got to experience the world for ourselves. Right. And so there is that disappointment. But you that disappointment. You said that your mom is your best friend. What does that look like? What does having a best friend relationship with your mom look like? Um, I feel like, so I feel like my mom was my best friend. I think she still is kind of to this day, but I, I just know that there's some topics that I think is touchy for her. And so I still try to, I just don't bring it up. I don't, I don't th- try to throw it in her face. If it comes up, I'll talk about it, but it's not a conversation that I tried to lead. Um, but I talk to her all the time. I still ask for advice. Mm-hmm. I tell her things like she gives me advice, but I just have to be mindful of the advice she gives and not try to make it as a um, like she's making a decision for me. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes I get mad and I rebel and I do the complete opposite. And, you know, before I used to listen, so like I had to check myself when she gives me advice or I ask for her opinion because it's like her opinion weighs so heavy on me that I have to like, I have to sit back and think about it and make sure that it's something that I want and I didn't want to do it just because my mom said, or I'm not rebelling and doing the complete opposite because my mom told me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point because I feel like it, it, and that's battle with our, I sit with that question of should you be best friends with your parents? Like, is that actually very healthy? I don't see why it's not. Because is it reciprocated? Because I'm all about reciprocity. So it's like if she's your best friend and she treats you like you're her best friend. Yeah, I think she does. I think we both love on each other equally. Yeah, (laughs) because I'm like sometimes I see the unbalance. Obviously, I don't have a, I don't have, you know, much to say as far as like personal experience like I wouldn't consider my mom my best friend she's someone that I love but I wouldn't consider her my best friend because there's not reciprocity in the connection so it's like it's always she always has the upper hand because she's the parent and she plays into that role I think my mom listens to the things that I say and takes it as advice as well like I think that and I think she tells me things that are meaningful and purposeful to her and I think like I'm her like sounding board just like she's mine at times Mm -hmm. So just to talk to somebody that that genuinely loves you for you and like right. wants the best for you. At the end of the day, I think my mom can put her feelings aside and look at it from my perspective. That's dope because the reason why I say that is because a lot of parents would be like, you know, don't be, don't tell me what to do. How are you gonna tell me what to do? I've lived more life than you have. I have more experience than you have. How can you tell me what to do? I feel like sometimes that's some of the the energy I see happen with parents. Obviously, I know I'm a part of your family, so I know that doesn't happen with you. But I see that happen a lot. So it gives me, makes me have the question of, like, is it healthy to be best friends? Like, is it really that y'all are best friends or that you have a good mother-daughter relationship? What do you think from the outside perspective? With you and your mom? Mm -hmm. I think it's a good daughter and, like, I feel like, you know, some I don't know. I just battle with that idea of reciprocity. Like, I know, obviously, that you go to her but it's like, okay, does she come to you? But is she coming to you to authentically hear your advice or to just unload? That's the question I have because that's what will make the difference for me if it's a friendship, a best friendship. Because mm-hmm. me and my sister are best friends. We develop an actual best friend relationship. Like, 
she doesn't come unload on me with the expectation I'm just here to hold her emotions. She actually lets me process them with her and give her advice. She actually takes it versus I feel like some some relationships with parents, they don't take the advice. It's just like, you're, I'm here, I'm, I'm unloading on you, but I'm not really taking the advice, you know? Yeah, I got to sit on that and think about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, hmm. That's a I good think, question. I, it depends on how deep the conversations are. So <laughs> let's explore it a little bit more. But before we explore that, let's get into Miss Charlotte. So we'll be right back and we're going to see what Miss Charlotte's relationship is like with her parents. Honey, one thing that I love more than a glass of red wine is a warm cup of tea. Tea carries so many health and spiritual benefits. I have a list of 10 different spiritual teas that you can use alongside candle pairings to help you create the life that you are destined to live. Check out this blog at www.thestilettofiles.com. Ooh, it's time for the Good Sis Case Study. Let's get into Miss Charlotte, okay? Charlotte is 28 years old, and when describing her childhood, she reported being reared in a loving household with parents who support her. However, Charlotte also reported that her parents were perfectionists and strongly encouraged her to strive for perfection in everything that she did. Charlotte went against her parents' desire for her to obtain a degree in medicine and pursued her passion in art. Charlotte stated that her parents made it very clear that she was not making a wise choice. Charlotte is currently a very successful tattoo artist that truly enjoys her work. Some of her accolades include tattooing celebrities and having her work featured in several magazines. Come on, magazines! That sounds like she's made it, maybe. Right! You better be out here tattoo. She must have tattooed Simon's. Tattoo with Portia's name on her, on her bat. I'll say you a little ice cream on the face. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Despite her successful career, Charlotte described her relationship with her parents, uh, described that her relationship with her parents shifted after she went against their wishes when it comes to her occupation. With the success of her career, Charlotte misses her parents and wants to establish a relationship with, relationship with them. Charlotte stated, I have no idea where to start. We barely even speak. So it sounds like sis had a good relationship with her parents. She went against going into medicine, became a tattoo artist. They stopped talking. How old is she now? How old did I say she was? She is 28. So I'll say roughly maybe if she's, she's 28. Darn good. Yeah. She probably hadn't spoken to them in, I don't know. You don't go to, do you go to eight school? Eight years? We'll just say eight years, y'all. Yeah, we'll say like, they like, Four to five, four to six years. She probably hasn't. They're estranged. So she wants to build a relationship with them now because she's like, you know, look, I'm successful. I want them to see what I'm doing. I think she's probably saying that, let me see if that'll change their mind. To yeah, see that I'm it's successful. like her perfectionism still worked out in her favor because now she's a perfectionism in her in her craft. But, you know, you know, I think so for me, when I hear this, I instantly felt guilty as if I was a parent because I would have pictured my whole child's life to be something. And then they're the complete opposite. You know, initially that would really hurt me. But if I think that if my child like rebelled hard enough, I would have to look at it for what it is and try to look at it from their lens. But I think they would have to force me to look at it like that. And I would I mean, I would still want to gain a relationship with them and and try to encourage them in uh 
I just think that no career is enough to sever me from my child. I don't know what is though. There's I don't I don't know what I just like if you I just want you to be successful and you create what success looks like in the way in which it fuels you. So it's like, you know, I may say, Hey, here are the facts about medicine. But if you say no, Mom, I got it figured out and this is what I want to do. I have a passion for art. I want to be a tattoo artist. Or I want to be, you know, like whatever. I'm going to have my art featured in museums. I'm going to say go for it. I'm going to help you reach the top of whatever path you decide to do. So it's unfortunate that they allow something as simple to me as art to be the reason why they sever their relationship with their child. I think it's not necessarily art. I think it's their ego or their um your or they're living their lives through them. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure out what I'm channeling if that was me because you just have this preconceived notion that this is what it's going to be and it, it isn't. That's your own ego. That's an ego thing, I think. Yeah, I would say, Charlotte, ask yourself why do you, obviously you miss them and your parents, but why do you want to connect with them now? Because it feels like, you waited until you were successful to be able to go back and say, see, look at what I've done. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, so what do you really want out of this? Ah, she wants recognition. She wants to prove, like, she wants to prove that she is the shit without, like, with or without you. You either gonna be with me or you ain't. Right. I'm a little saddened that considering that she's like a celebrity tattoo artist, like, why hadn't they reached out to her? Do they know that? Are they in the circle to know that, oh, that she's true. that well? They may not, but I yeah. think they should still. They, I wonder if they talk at all. Like, just because you don't support it, don't mean you should not talk completely. Mm-hmm. She said they barely talk. I really wonder what barely talks look like. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're very estranged from what I can hear so, in, this, in the story. Miss Therapist, how would you... <laughs> How would you encourage her to have that conversation with that look like? I really would start off with the internal process of why do you want this? Because sometimes, you know, we set ourselves up for failure because we go into this with this, uh, this story, okay, of, okay, I didn't do what it is that they wanted me to do. I chose this path, but now I'm super successful. I'm going to reach out to them. They're going to be like, we, I was wrong. You're so <laughs> right. You did great. And now let's sit and have family dinner and it may not go that way. So I don't know how people <laughs> say I was wrong, you're right, right on things. <laughs> I think you have to be very big. I think people do do it, but you have to be very big of a person to say that. Right. But think about how many times you've wanted to hear it. So it doesn't matter if the person will say it. I can recall several times and in several instances where I know that I was in the right. I knew I was coming from a space of genuineness and purity. And I know that I knew they were flat out wrong. Like the person was flat out wrong and I would have enjoyed to hear. She's talking about me, you guys. If y'all haven't caught on to that, she's talking about me. I'm not. I'm not. But I really do feel like sometimes you just want to hear it. Like, is it as realistic? No. But sometimes you want to hear it. You're right. That's when I'm, I'm, so, I'm more the native like, oh, that's right. Told you so. Yeah. <laughs> So I just would challenge her to think about what it is she wants so that she can make sure when she reconnects with them, she goes into it with no type of perceptions or fortune telling of how it's going to go. Because it can be quite a disappointment when you're like, because I just find it so, so peculiar that she waited until, until she was super successful to now want to reach out. I'm also her. I feel like that would be me. I'd be like, this is me. I told you so. Now what? What else you got to say? <laughs> what other? What else you got to tell me? Because I don't want to hear it. 
Yeah, so and then it goes back to the what is the intent? Is it to brag? Yes, to... yes, it's to brag. It's for me to let you know that I need you, or I don't need you. I'm good without you, but I would prefer you to be in my life. Yeah. What do you want to do? Them. Yeah, like I can do this without you and without your support, but I do want you a part of my life. So if you can just, this can be off topic. We can just never talk about this subject and be okay. Yeah. But I also want you to be proud of me. Like I want you to be proud of me and what I've done and who I've become and who I am as a person. Not just my career, because my career could always change. Yeah, but with them being perfectionists, I don't see or foresee them being the type of people that will be like, yeah, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to post you all over my Facebook, Yeah, Angela, like if they Charlotte. honestly hadn't done that now, Charlotte, I seriously don't see them doing that at this point. Because I really do feel like, think about perfectionists, they got to have everything exactly how they want it. And when it goes against it, they get extreme anxiety. So it just feels like check your intention of what it is that you want and really go into building a relationship with your family. And I say this for all of you too. go into the relationship of building it with no preconceived notions, with no fortune telling of how the event's going to go. Really go into it with an open heart and a clear mind. So that you can really absorb and be in the moment and really take it at face value what's going on there. So the things I heard you say is figure out the true why. So ask yourself why five times. And then um, just even though you know the whys, I don't know what you do with that. You just find out the whys and then you just um, just go in there with no opinion. Like whatever happens, happens. Being in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Being in the moment, like if you go in there, go in there with a goal of just expressing your love for them or go into it with a goal of expressing the gratitude uh, for them, you know, something they've done. So like you go into it with that as solely you. I'm going into it with a goal to tell you how I feel uh, or how much I appreciate you or how much I love you or how much I miss you. But I think the problem goes in is when people go into it with the expectation of this is what I'm going to say and now this is what you're going to say. And so then when they don't say it, we over here like, fuck this noise. I don't want to, this is not, I do with you. Yeah, not mad. So in order to avoid a, a strange relationship, you got to handle that with delicacy. You know, one thing that I love that you said is you could talk to them about the things like what you love about them and you're grateful or how they helped you in a way, because I feel like if somebody came to that, you're more, I'm automatically more open. Like, oh my God, you said I helped you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I hear you now. Now what else you got to say? Or, yeah. It's like now I'm more loving because, you know, energy out is energy in. So she started off with love. Yeah, every, do everything in love. But it also doesn't go into the expectation that I'm expecting you to change. Just because you've engaged on a healing journey does not mean everybody else have to. Although they should, it doesn't mean they have to. So they may not, they may still be the same perfectionist they were when they were raising you. So you can't go into it expecting them to be different. So does she need to have this conversation on the phone? Does she need to like pop up? Merry Christmas. I start, so start with your boundary. Where is your emotional capacity? Can your emotional capacity handle a first time, I haven't seen you in five years type of reunion at brunch? Or is it one of those, let me start sending you Christmas cards or let me send you thinking of you cards. Like really evaluate your emotional capacity before you make the decision of how it needs to be done. Because, you know, it takes a lot to sit right in front of somebody. Oh, it's so great. I would have never thought about writing no card. <laughs> We're so different. It really does. It's either a text message, a phone call, or I'm showing up. There ain't no cute frou-frou, like, 
that's so cute. And it's probably going to be like, oh, I got mail today. Yeah. Like, she thinks it's the cutest thing. I've sent a little card of some of your artwork, some of the, you know, magazine clippings. A picture with you as a celebrity. Yeah. And like, you know, start it off like that, but evaluate yourself and see what that emotional capacity is. That's almost just like throwing the hook out there and see what's going to happen. But you got to still protect yourself. Now, don't go into this with no boundaries and no protection. So protect yourself. And I said that for everybody trying to, to start a relationship with their family or their parents. But I, I still want to go back to the idea of, of the parents being your best friend and then and share a little bit more about what you can do to, uh, to build a relationship with your family. Because this is a fabulous question. So we're going to go to our final commercial break and we will be right back. Sis, are you ready to spruce up your Instagram feed with daily inspiration and positivity? Well, connect with us on Instagram. Follow us at The Stiletto Files. We look forward to connecting with you. I seriously been sitting with this whole parents is your best best friend situation. And I really think that the reason why it is like, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that. I'm thinking about like television examples I've seen. And I think about in Mean Girls when she, when the mom was trying to be Regina's like best friend, she's like, you know, I'm hip, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll do anything for you girls. Like trying to just be so young. Like, that's what I envision when I think about the parent best friend. Contra- like, I just think about that. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> like, I don't know why that comes to my mind. I just find, I just think about, like, no boundaries. So I also think about you thinking about the older person being younger versus the yeah. younger person being more mature. So you're looking at the, the latter end coming down to, to your level versus you elevating it to their level. Yeah, it just makes me think about that. Like, she was in the velour suit, still trying to be cool. And, like, that's exactly where my mind goes. And I think that's where my discomfort comes up. Because I think of no boundaries, but I also think about how the reason why I'm a big boundaries person, if y'all haven't realized, I, I I thrive off boundaries. And I feel like it gets sticky when you become best friends with like your mom or even your dad, because I feel like the reason why there has to be a boundary is because now if they start talking to you about their spouse, who is your other parent, dad or mom, I feel like that gets kind of messy because it's like, I don't feel like that's your business to really know how they are. It can twist your image of your of your parent and see them as like how they are as a spouse and not how they are as a father or a mother because they can be a bad, you know, spouse, but a bomb ass like parent. And if they're calling you saying, oh, your daddy did this, your daddy did that, or oh, your mama did this, your mama did that. It's it just really, again, it goes to boundaries. It crosses the line for me because now you're carrying the emotional weight of a wife or a husband instead of actually being able to have that luxury of just being a child. Yeah, but you're not a child anymore. But not like a child, but but like a child of a, like not a kid, but like you don't get to see your parent as a parent and you start carrying the emotions of your family, of of that, you know, parent. I feel you and I agree to an extent, but I also feel like it's still part of their character and who they are as a person. Whether they do it to their spouse or they do it to you or your sibling or to a random stranger, there's character traits that's still a part of it. So yeah, you're just hearing a different story and a different side. 
It's just I'll like, say, say, the things I do at work, I don't bring that home. So I'm a butthole at work. When I come home, I'm like, oh, I love you. You're still the same character, same yeah. person. I do feel like it's different, though, because the reason why, I'll give you an example, is this somebody I know, okay? And so her, like, okay. So the situation is, like, her mom and her are best friends. Like, they they have the classic call, talk to each other about everything. Just like how she calls and talks to her mom about her relationships, her mom calls and talks to her about her relationship with her dad, right? Well, the dad and the mom were never really compatible, in my opinion. This is solely my opinion. I don't think that they were compatible people. Uh, I just think that they, for whatever reason, decided to stay together for whatever that is, and here they are. So their differences are showing up. And so the mom will tell the daughter, who is my it's my friend, a strange friend, but she would tell the daughter. Oh my god! And then the daughter would get upset with the dad, and so now she would be upset with him, and like wouldn't talk to him or call him and be upset. Like you did this to mom without the expectation of hearing, like from his perspective. She's like now she's caught in the middle of being a marriage therapist or holding her mom's emotions for her dad, and it really severed their relationship. Her and her dad like legit have like the most messiest relationship now i've ever seen yeah and it's sad to see because it's like she's judging him based off of a husband and not judging judging him based off of he shouldn't be judging him at all but she's not making decisions based off him as a as a dad but as him as a husband and i feel like it's it was your, your mom's responsibility that's her emotions and she decided to stay in that relationship so i feel like when you get into this like without boundaries I just see how he gets so messy. To me, it's messy to her. You know, it is what it is. She talks so much shit about her dad. My dad this, my dad that, my dad this. I'm just like, sis. Did your dad cheat on you too? Like, sis. Like, you sound like your mom. You sound like your mom. Yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like I, I see the, the no boundaries. I'm not saying that it hasn't, it's not possible to have a healthy best friend relationship with your mom but i feel like it has to have or your dad it has to have some type of boundary i think may is the queen of boundaries and understanding what it is <laughs> i just do i see it happen even as a therapist y'all well they'll tell me like you know about you know family discord and all the things and it's like you know i'm mad at my dad because of how he treated my mom but it's like you only hear your mom's perspective, not discounting trauma or abuse or any of those things, but it's like you don't even give your dad the opportunity to share his perspective because you soaked in all the anger and resentment that your mom has towards your father. So then you would recommend either not listening to it at all. Setting a boundary. What's your boundary look like? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, oh, is this a best friend situation? Because my boundary would be like, Let's not talk about your comes, marriage. Yeah, when it comes to your marriage, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, because you're my parents. Okay. I'm like, you know, it's like, so then it's like, he's like, I'm not your friend in that space. In that space, you need to call your, you know, Miss LMA. I don't personally think you need to be telling me about it. Because he's still got to be my dad. I can't, you could divorce him and like move past on, move on with your life. I would have to still, like, that would still be you my dad. compartmentalize, basically. Right. I get that. I mean, I just, I just feel bad for dads. I feel like dads are always gonna get the short end of the stick because usually it's the daughters and mothers that like bond and talk stuff. But then again, you showed me somebody that was really close to their dad, so it's possible. 
I did, but I had my thoughts on that <laughs> one, so we're not going to go into that and one. And I feel like it's possible. I, I mean, I think that I know some people from high school have <laughs> glorious relationships with their dad. But the thing is, when people see people have close relationships with their dad, they see it as strange when it's really healthy. It's just that it's not publicized as much. You don't see it as much where girls have good relationships with their dad. <sighs> Yep. So I feel like it is important. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just thinking about the instant you're oh. talking about. We're just. Yeah, I just feel like developing a relationship with your your parents. I think it does start with boundaries. How do you do it? Is establish your boundaries of what is what is your definition of friendship? Is it truly like a best friend? Like what is it navigating like a best friend? Is there reciprocity or is your mom just calling and dumping on you about everything that's going on in her marriage? At what age do you think you need to start setting boundaries with your parents? Oh, as soon as you're old enough to make decisions. So I would say even at like 18, because that's when you can choose what, what career you want to go into in college. And when you can choose what college you want to go to, what you do in college. So basically once you're out of their household. Or when you're ready to make decisions. Like you can still live with your parents and be in college, but still make your decision about your career path and exactly. stuff. So I think it's just a matter of like when you are able to make your own decisions. I think that's when you should start kind of what are the boundaries here? All right. Okay. That makes sense. Because every relationship needs boundaries, even with your parents. This is interesting to me. And, and I'm not trying to sit here and say, you know, it can't happen. You can't have healthy relationships. I just don't know if I would label it as like a best friend. Because they don't function the same. But I also label people as my best friends because I don't talk to that many people in real life, like on a consistent basis, like on a weekly basis, even definitely not a daily basis. So if I talk to you on a weekly basis, you're my best friend. Yeah, because it takes energy to talk to people and like for y'all people I appreciate y'all y'all get my energy <laughs> once a week so that means I love y'all but I mean it just takes energy so yeah. I feel like if, if I talk to them they know majority of what's going on in my everyday life mm-hmm. so I consider that a best friend because I trust them enough to and give them the energy in my time my time is valuable yeah yeah so. I just think I think about healthy relationships with my mom I think about having a good relationship with my mom and then I think about having a best friend relationship with other people I just maybe I'm I'm like conceptualizing it all as like I ex I would expect to have a good relationship with my mom. It does look like us doing things and bonding and stuff like that, but with boundaries. Okay. Because I just like you know mm, I'll be wanting to know what's going like you know I don't want to know what's going on in your bedroom and stuff like that. Now that's just <laughs> that's just a lot for me. He let that D down. Like, last that's night. a lot for me. <laughs> I feel like that would be too much. <laughs> And that's what I mean by like, so is that really a best friend relationship? Because that's too much for me. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I wouldn't be able to face my daddy for months. So I think the way that you're saying best friend and healthy, I feel like I would have used those interchangeably. Okay. So I feel like your definition is just a lot more loose. It's like I can tolerate my sister talking about, like, we can have a true best friend relationship. Like, she can talk to me about the most intimate things. And that wouldn't make me too awkward. It won't make me awkward. But if my mom was talking to me about no, it, no, I 100 percent agree. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that I would have been like, okay, because we can talk about intimacy, so that's my best friend. Because I think you can talk to the world about some things just because it's not tolerant to you. But I feel like, so my definition of best friend is your definition of healthy. Yeah. Because there's some things that you might not even talk to your best friend about, whether it's intimacy or other things. You just have a great relationship where you've, you've had the comfort to talk to them about vulnerable subjects. Yeah. 
Y'all challenge me on this. Y'all know I love it when y'all, my best friend, Lil, shout out to my roomie. Shout out to my roomie, Tashada. She yeah, always gang, gang. hit me up after the podcast and has like, KK, you know, you know, you wrong or you know, you're not wrong. Like, I, I like to be challenged. I really do. I like to think about things from a different perspective. So like, and I know I'm coming from different energy because I don't have a good relationship with my parents. So I am coming from different energy, which could be a little bit of like, <laughs> sassiness or like mm, no don't like that so check me okay please let me know but we will see y'all in the next episode no seriously let her know go in the comments <laughs> please help me out be on team nisi yeah let me know Deshaun, be- i'll be waiting on your uh your message girl don't be too hard on me either you guys go ahead and let us know <laughs> good bad and different definitely we will see y'all on the next episode peace uh-huh.